Love Today podcast. My name is Tracy McBeath. I am the health and healing coach. I'm so glad you are here. Now is time just for you. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to be anywhere. You don't have to prove anything to anyone. All you need to do is sit back and relax and let what I'm going to share wash over you. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of You Have Today, 100 insights that will change your life. So today I actually want to talk a little bit about nutrition. So it was actually understanding nutrition and changing my diet that totally transformed my life. So while I talk a lot in the book and in my work around mindset and understanding that thought drives all behavior and that underneath all our conditioned thinking we have this well-being which is like the sun right so if you think about clouds as thoughts the sun is always there just like your well-being is always there and it, it can never be lost destroyed or taken away from you no matter what experiences you've had in your life most of what we think is just conditioned thought. It's our mind trying to keep us safe and navigate the world for us. And um, without us even really being aware of it, it creates a whole lot of stories and beliefs around who we are, what we can do, and really keeps us small in a lot of ways and stopped us and really stops us from living a vibrant and thriving life. So I do talk a lot about that because that has changed my life. But it didn't start with that. It actually started with nutrition. So what happened was when I turned 40 and I'm nearly 50 now. Wow, cool. Loving getting older. Now I am anyway. But uh, when I turned 40, I was diagnosed as fat, with fatty liver and prediabetes. Fatty liver is actually prediabetes. If you ever get diagnosed with fatty liver and they say, oh, don't worry, we'll just watch it. Well, actually, it's like the canary in the coal mine. Dr. Paul Gow, one of my best friend's um, husbands, is a liver surgeon here in Melbourne, and that's what he says. It is often the first sign that things are not going right. There's probably other signs, but that's maybe the first diagnosed sign well before you're diagnosed with maybe type 2 diabetes or cancer or any of the other conditions that fatty liver can lead to. Um, and the thing with fatty liver is we all think, most of us think anyway, that it comes from fat, but it does not. It's actually because of our high carbohydrate, high processed food, high sugar diet, which gets converted to fat in our liver and our organs and our fat cells and our muscle when our body just can't metabolize any more of it. So that's what I was diagnosed with. The thing was, I was a personal trainer and I thought I was pretty healthy. Look, I had some pretty bad habits that I had to address and, it, you know, it did take me another four years to address that and that was mostly mindset. That was mostly the mind and the thinking and the stuff I talk about now because I had to overcome a drinking habit and a sugar habit, sugar addiction, probably, you know, could have been diagnosed as an alcoholic, but um, I don't know. I don't think that I ever really thought that I was that. I um, just really decided to heal all of that. But I didn't start with that. So I started with the food. So I got this diagnosis and I was like, well, crap. <laughs> Why is that? You know, I am a personal trainer. I was overweight. I was about 17 kilos heavier than I am now. I was tired all the time. I didn't, you know, I didn't really feel 
good inside, I definitely didn't. And that's probably why I ate and drank the wrong foods all the time. But that's another story. And actually, that other story I'm sharing on Sunday at the Melbourne Low Carb Roadshow, first time, I've shared it with my clients a lot, but it's the first time I'm really actually sharing my story. It's really a collective story because it's not just mine. It's it's a story I see played out now hundreds of the clients that I've worked with and helped and not that it's identical, but there's some very similar themes and I know that the people listening will relate to it. So what I'll promise you is after that talk, I will share it with you too in some way. But um, yeah, so um, I couldn't figure it out. I was doing all the right things. I was basically following the dietary guidelines, had my fat low, tried to eat a whole lot of healthy whole grains But long story short, you know, eventually I realized that that was the wrong advice. And actually, that is the standard advice that we get if we follow the Australian Dietary Guidelines, who simply followed the US Dietary Guidelines back in the 1970s. And we do know that they were corrupted by the food industry and the agricultural industry. And if you want to really understand the evidence behind that, because it is so much there, it's, you know, they try and bury it. but it's there for people to see. You must read a book by Nina Teicholz called The Big Fat Surprise. Not only does she go into showing why uh, meat and cheese and fat is an essential part of our diet, but she goes into the politics behind why fat was made the villain uh, when back then it was really obvious and well known that sugar was the problem. But of course, the sugar industry, like the tobacco industry, spent a huge amount of money trying to cover up their lies and paid off a lot of people who unfortunately had no problem with taking their money and lying to the public. So this, of course, has been a 50-year experiment that has gone totally wrong and there is a massive problem, metabolic health problem of our, certainly our Western world which is it's just, I don't think people really understand the full gravity of the tsunami that's coming our way. Our hospitals are full of people with lifestyle diseases because it is preventable. The problem is most people don't have access to the right information to make the right choices. And then when they do, they don't understand how our mind works, how thought works, how we can challenge our beliefs and overcome a whole lot of the habitual patterns that we've developed But really, we had no chance. If you follow the dietary guidelines, you are leading yourself down a path towards chronic illness. It may not happen till you're in your 70s, but what happens is we have such an ability to keep people alive with drugs and medications now, which fuels another very powerful and very rich industry of the pharmaceutical industry. However, it does affect your lifestyle. So you may lose your eyesight. You may lose a limb, but you'll be given a whole lot of drugs and be told, don't worry, you don't need to change anything, just take the medication. And you may spend 30 years living a life that is not giving you the capacity to actually really live it to the fullest. And it's kind of like we're just kind of sitting around waiting to die. Certainly is not the life that I want And, you know, I'm very grateful for the diagnosis that I had at 40 because I'm healthier, far healthier now at 50 than I was even at 30. I know at 30, 35, I'm very lean, very fit, full of energy. And I'm super grateful that I've had the opportunity to unlearn 
what was wrong and relearn the truth. And now, of course, that's my work, not just with my coaching business, my life, health and life coaching business, but also through the Low Carb Lifestyle Hub, which is my second business, which is really just about giving people access to the accurate information they need to really take control of their health. Because if you follow the government guidelines on health, it's not going to help you. It really is setting you up for metabolic, physical, mental health, some chronic disease down the track. And metabolic health is our birthright. So I am talking about my book today. So I do have a couple of insights in my book that talk about food and what it's done to us. Because really our body and mind are only as healthy as what we feed it. So we have a choice when we eat to either feed it shit, excuse the language, we have a choice to feed it crap and it will operate like crap, like if you put crappy petrol in your car, it won't work as well. Same goes for us. What we put in our body is going to 100% impact our short and long-term physical and mental health. So we need to make those decisions, but as I said, most people don't have access to the right information to make those decisions. So if that's you, if you don't understand how wrong the dietary guidelines are and you want to learn the truth about it, please head to www.lowcarblifestylehub.com. One word, I'll put it in the show notes below and educate yourself. You have to do it. No one's going to tell you this. You have to be the one to unlearn and relearn the new stuff and then there's plenty of people out there plenty of practitioners on the website but there's so many people thankfully out there now who can help you to navigate your path and to look at your health now and work out how to change what you need to change to get the health you deserve to get and to have a thriving life So I'm going to cover insulin resistance today because if we don't understand what insulin resistance is, and unfortunately many uh, health professionals don't, we are in peril. So please look up Dr. Benjamin Bickman, Dr. Ben Bickman. Um, His book is called Why We Get Sick, but I've also interviewed him on the Low Carb Lifestyle Hub YouTube channel a few times to help people really understand what insulin resistance is because that's what That's what fatty liver and prediabetes is. It's insulin resistance. So it means that my hormone insulin, or that it meant that my hormone insulin, which is has many, many roles, but primarily its role is to cleave blood sugar from the blood when we ingest carbohydrates um, or you know processed foods, any carbs that are converted to sugar in the blood. Our, our the hormone insulin's job is to tell the body to get it out because anything over one teaspoon of uh, glucose is toxic. So when it's basically what happens is when insulin is required to do more work than it can handle, um, it it gets un- very very unhappy and it becomes what we become what's called insulin resistant. So it means that our body has to pump out more and more and more insulin for it to do its job, to keep us at homeostasis, to keep us well. Um, And then we unfortunately develop a condition known as hyperinsulinemia, which means that our insulin levels are high, chronically high over very long periods of time. These types of diseases do not happen overnight. Your body will be screaming at you 20 years before you get the diagnosis. And the other factor to remember is most doctors will wait way too long before 
you are diagnosed when you could be picked up. Um, you know, your condition or your path towards this condition can be picked up way earlier. And we need to make choices between short-term pleasure and long-term gain. And that's really what it comes down to. Are you willing to make the changes that you need to make today and and really let go of this desire that so many of us have to want it now, to want that fix of sugar now? Are we willing to let that go and see that in the longer term, our health will absolutely benefit from that decision? So there are, um, thankfully, a whole lot of doctors and practitioners that can help you accurately diagnose insulin resistance, but then help you reverse it with lifestyle. If someone has told you that type 2 diabetes is not reversible, insulin resistant is not reversible, that is rubbish. It is reversible. It is preventable. Uh, The only caveat I would put on that is if you have been diagnosed with type 2 for a very long time, there may be some permanent damage already done in your body. Um, And it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle because if you go back to eating and living, living the life that you were living when you were diagnosed or leading up to that diagnosis, it will return. So you must be honest with yourself and you have to change your deep beliefs around what you choose each and every day when it comes to not just food stress affects insulin resistant and actually stress is up there with diet if we don't address our stress levels then you know we will only get to a certain manageable level of health we won't get to the optimal where we really all can get to but also obviously exercise all those things healing the brain Healing the brain from this desire to have this constant hit of dopamine. There's so many factors um, and this is why I love my work. And all of this I go into in my long-term program, The Art of Thriving, which is open. The doors are open and the program begins again in June. It is a long-term program that runs over six months with a closed group. So once the intake, once the doors have been open for a couple of weeks, they'll be closed again. It is actually something that you can stay in for as long as you like so people in my last intake are welcome to stay because healing doesn't happen overnight but it requires a conscious and consistent effort to change what we want to change but we have to get to that point where we're ready to do that work if we don't do the work nothing will change of course all that information is on my website which is all below So to the insight, which is number 48, keeping our body functioning optimally. I believe insulin resistance is the single most common health disorder in the world. It will increase the risk of every chronic disease. Dr. Ben Bickman. Understanding insulin resistance and how to avoid it is vital. It is the precursor to the majority of modern diseases in the world today. If you are insulin resistant, you are at risk of developing a range of diseases, including metabolic syndrome, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, cancer, neurological disease, and for women, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Insulin is a hormone secreted by the pancreas, which sits in the abdomen. When we eat food that is a carbohydrate, 
The carbohydrate is broken down into glucose in the gut and absorbed into the bloodstream. That's when insulin gets to work. Its role is varied, but one of its main roles is to move the glucose out of the blood and into tissues, especially the brain and the muscles, where it can be stored as glycogen, the body's storage form for carbs, for later use as a fuel. Once the storage capacity for glycogen in the liver and muscles is complete, insulin takes the excess glucose to the liver, where it is converted into fat, known as fatty liver. That fat will only be mobilized for fuel when insulin levels drop. This is why insulin is called our fat storage hormone. In a normal system, insulin and glucose levels drop after the glucose from a meal has been absorbed into the tissues and the body responds by feeling hungry and the brain tells us to eat again. This is the well-known blood glucose roller coaster. When the diet is consistently high in carbohydrates in the form of sugar or other carbs such as starches or grains, the level of insulin in the blood remains elevated. This is known as a condition called hyperinsulinemia and leads to a number of issues including storage of excess carbs as fat, prevention of the breakdown of fat when we need fuel and insulin resistance. Be informed and learn about this condition that is preventable and such a factor in our health. Signs of insulin resistance are many but include belly fat, high blood pressure, uncontrolled blood glucose, high insulin, high triglycerides, fatty liver, poor energy, skin tags, erectile dysfunction, brain fog, irregular or painful periods, dark skin patches. If you want a good book to read about to understand this even further and what to do about it, I highly recommend Dr. Peter Bruckner's book, A Fat Lot of Good. There are many doctors and research spe researchers speaking out about this. Do your own research. Don't just believe the headlines. So because there is a deep vested interest in keeping things the same and not changing the information and the advice we are given, you will not find a lot of this in the mainstream media. But it is there. But you have to have the courage to look beyond the headlines. Most of the time, the ketogenic diet, which is so well based and has so much research behind it, is, you know, incorrectly reported in the media. Don't believe the headlines. Do your own research and have a look in the mirror. If what you're currently doing isn't working for you, your body and your mind will be telling you. You, you have to listen to it. That's all. This is not about dieting. This is not about losing weight. But weight gain is a symptom that your body is under stress and it's not working metabolically well for you. When we fix that, then the body does its own work for you in terms, in terms of losing weight. And, you know, it probably won't get to where you want it to be because we've always got this unrealistic expectation in our mind of what that should look like. But it will do its job for you and get you well metabolically so that your brain and your organs and everything aren't struggling like they are unfortunately when we have insulin resistance. So do your own research, look up 
uh, the Lifestyle Hub, look up Low Carb Down Under, follow the many doctors and practitioners that are giving the accurate and sharing the accurate information out there. Stop listening to people that are spreading lies and that aren't telling you the truth uh, because it will just keep you confused. Find the new research, or it's not new research, but find the new information, give it a go and reach out to people who can help you get your health where it needs to be because this is about feeling well. This is about having the opportunities in life to thrive and to live the life that we want to live. And if we are not well physically or mentally, that is going to be very hard for us to do. See you soon. Bye.